The first question comes from Mang Kai Hui from the UK, who is an online retreatant. Dear Long Paul, thank you for your time and teachings. Please, may I ask a question on how to transfer merit? Do you, for example, bef before doing the good action like donating blood, mentally say that I dedicate the good merit to my mother and father and would like to transfer the merit work if they don't know about it or, they, or do they need to know for it to work? I can't help but think that the happiness or joy arising from the knowing is the actual good merit itself and nothing is really transferred. Is this thinking wrong? Thank you. So this issue of uh, punya, this merit or goodness, so it's a, a fullness or a contentment of the heart, a happiness of heart, a joy within the heart. So when we think about giving, just that thought is meritorious already. When we think about giving, then that's the kind of mind of a deva already. So if we think about donating blood, then just when we have that plan come up in our mind, then the heart is meritorious. It's in a meritorious state already. It's in a good state already. So if our mother or father are still alive, then we can spread matter to them and wish may this merit uh, be received by my mother and father. But if the so if like the communication technology we're using, if, if the device that's sending it and the device that's receiving is not connected to the same signal, and they won't uh, be able to receive it. So like if our mother and father, they have some hindrances arise in their mind, this restlessness of mind, for example, they won't be able to receive that. So then we use this modern technology, these modern uh, methods. So like picking up our phone and using that or doing a video call. And we can tell them about the goodness that we have done. And they can rejoice in that. A mother and father can celebrate that goodness. And when they do that, then that's merit arising within them already. So with those who have passed away already, then when we do meritorious things, we can have the intention that they receive that merit as well. And if they're in a state where they're able to receive it, then they'll experience happiness. Or for those who are already in a happy state, then the happiness will increase. So devas, these uh, celestial beings, they're able to know about the merits that we create. Even just having meritorious thoughts, thinking about doing good deeds, then the devas close to us are able to know that. And then they can rejoice in that goodness. And so we can think, well, may the devas rejoice in the good deeds that we do. And then they'll be able to receive that merit, which is this happiness uh, arising within them. The second question comes from an online retreatant, Agnes Chua from Singapore. 
Dear Long Po Anan, many thanks for extending this retreat for participants who can't make it physically like us. To be able to attend the online retreat again, Maha Sadhu. Very thankful and grateful to you and the organizing team for doing this. I couldn't ask for more. May I know one of the Dharma talks on generosity? You mentioned about followers. Why is it important for us to have followers? Does followers mean people we can make an impact and influence on? Thank you. So this having, being of a considerate nature or um, being generous, this is about having kindness and thinking to help one another. So this word, uh, as followers, what that means is so the people around us, the people close to us. So that could be a husband or wife, children. It could be friends as well, other family members. It could be various people close to us, or those who have the duty uh, to look after us or to, to help us. Uh, so that may be uh, employees. So anyone really close to us, and that is count as uh, followers. So when we have kindness uh, for them, then they can receive that and feel that uh, kindness really kind of goes into their hearts, uh, that love that we have that goes into their hearts. And so then when we do good deeds, then we can invite all these people around us, these people close to us, to partake in that as well. Because if we do it just by ourselves, then we get the merits just by ourselves, and other people don't know of that. So for example, if we're going to do a forest cloth ceremony or a ceremony of um, making an offering to the monastery, then we can invite others and they can all come to uh, join in this ceremony together. And then everyone feels happy by this. They all can rejoice in the, uh, one another's goodness and feel this ease in their heart. Or a katina ceremony, we can invite our friends to go along to that with us. And in doing this, the result is that when we are born, then we'll have many friends. So for example, at the time of the Buddha, Venerable Yasa, he had many followers, many friends. And when he became an arahant, and his friends followed him, and all of those close friends that he had a connection with, they were able to become arahants as well. And that's because he had helped them in the past and he had uh, led them to do good deeds in the past. So another example is during the time of the Buddha, there were the three uh, Kasapa brothers and they had many followers. So the first eldest had 500 and the next 300 and then 200. And so they were all uh, these kind of hermits, recluses, and they were the teachers of King Bimbisara. And they developed a lot of Bharami in the past and made a determination that they wished to have many followers. And so in the end, all of them became arahants.
The third question is from uh, an online retreatant who wants to stay anonymous. Dear Tan Ajan, thank you for the Dharma teachings. I would like to ask if a person with non-contagious skin conditions, for example, psoriasis or eczema, can be ordained as a bhikkhu. Thank you, Tan Ajan. So these uh, conditions that you asked about, so psoriasis and uh, eczema, uh, they are so things that uh, kind of monastics know about well, but they're not uh, one of the kinds of diseases or conditions that uh, prevent someone from being able to ordain. Um, and so there are a number of uh, conditions that um, that if one has that they, they are a prevention from that person ordaining um, but I don't Lumpar just mentioned a number but I don't know what they are in English but uh, they're like very severe and uh, contagious uh, conditions uh, if you repeat in leprosy uh, uh, okay Le leprosy is one of them the fourth question is from an online retreatant, Agnes Chua. Dear Longpo Anan, due to time and having the roles to take care of children, there are times I don't have time to do meditation for 45 minutes in the morning that I have made an aspiration to. Many times I end up listening to a Dhamma talk while meditating so as to fulfill the two tasks. One, meditating, and second is to listen to a Dhamma talk after I do my regular morning chant. Do you have any advice for me if I can only choose between one, listening to a Dhamma talk of a certain duration in the morning, or two, meditating a certain duration in the morning? I see my intention of asking this question is to make the best out of the Dhamma practice before I kickstart my day. This is the wholesome gift I would like to give to myself and to repay the kindness that I have received from my parents and all who have helped me in the past. I see that if these are not done, I will feel something is missing in the day. Seeking Ajahn guidance and advice on this, thank you and wishing you well always. So this is a very good intention that you have, setting a heart in a good way, to listen to the Dhamma and to be establishing the mindfulness on the breath uh, as well. And if the mind starts becoming peaceful, then it may lose interest um, in listening to that Dharma talk, and it just puts that aside and just comes to pay attention to the breath, using that as the object of mindfulness. And then the mind can really come into peace at that point. But if it's not becoming peaceful, then listening to the Dhamma can help with that. And from a mind which is restless and scattered, it can start coming down, becoming peaceful. And then perhaps one will feel uh, like a very profound resonance with that Dhamma. And joy can come up in the heart through listening to the Dhamma. So, Initially, you meditate listening to the Dhamma and meditating as well. This can help the practice to progress quickly. The fifth question comes from an online retreatant, Sheila Kurawan from the UK. How is it best for a layman Dhamma practitioner to respond to the conflict in the Middle East 
and other areas of conflict in the world, as there is so much news and discussion and disturbance in many people now. So uh, we can contemplate and think that if we suppose that some aliens came to this world, to the world of the humans from a different solar system, and came here to take the humans um, as to invade and to take the humans as their slaves, then all the people on this planet would come together in order to fight off these aliens, to protect themselves, to look after themselves, look after their safety. But we don't have that. We don't have uh, these aliens coming in this way. So really, this world, it's vast enough for all of the people here to be able to stay with one another. But the world becomes small and becomes more enclosed when the hearts of people are not enough. They don't know a sense of enoughness in their hearts. When they have these defilements, craving, clinging, they have me and mine, and separating things out, dividing things, and just carry on dividing, dividing into my country or this country and that country, and this continent, that continent, various beliefs and different religions. And when there's all this dividing, then there's fighting that comes up. And there's fighting and there's harming, there's killing. And there isn't kindness there, there isn't sharing. But if we do have kindness for one another, then we're able to live together with happiness. And so really it's just keeping these precepts all we need, and just this first precept out of the five. It's that first precept of not taking life. And that if everyone did that, we'd be able to stay with one another. Perhaps there are arguments that um, could arise, maybe some harsh speech, but we wouldn't kill one another. And if we could just do that, then this world would be much more of a pleasant place to live in. But it's due to the delusion in our hearts which gives rise to this ill will. And in the time of the Buddha, and people had ill will like this as well. In each birth, each realm that we've been born in, there's people who have had ill will. So the Buddha said that we should have metta, it's kindness for one another, that we shouldn't get into this vengeance, wanting to seek revenge. Because if we do that, then it just goes on without cease. We think that they did this to me, so therefore I'm going to do it to them. They harmed me in this way, so then I'm going to harm them. Well, they killed us, so now we will go and kill them. And so if we go on like this, then it just goes on uh, without end. So when we 
are aware of these things uh, in the news, then we need to look after our hearts well. And we can see how harming each other is something which is not good. Instead, we should have kindness. So wishing that all beings be happy and to not harm one another. The sixth question comes from an in-person retreatant who wishes to stay anonymous. To Long Paul, I suffer a lot with thoughts of inadequacy, feeling not good enough, self-loathing, etc. I know this is due to attachment to self, but due to lots of pain in the body, I find it hard to bring the mind to peace. I have not been able to develop any samadhi in order to gain insight into non-self, so I keep suffering a lot. I would be grateful for your advice. Thank you. So if we have a feeling that I am good, then this is a matter of self. If we feel that I'm not good, this is also a matter of self. And so this feeling of not being good enough, this is um, ill will towards oneself. So we can have ill will towards other people, other people that we don't like. It can be aversion towards them, ill will towards them. There can also be this ill will and hatred towards ourselves too. And this is not correct. It's something that causes suffering. So perhaps this is coming up because the body is in a state of pain. There's a lot of these painful feelings there. And so there's a dislike towards oneself and a looking at oneself in a negative light. And if these feelings and these thoughts uh, become more frequent and grow, then they become an obstacle for samadhi. So we need to have mindfulness, to be aware that thinking, that we are thinking like this, we're thinking in this way, and that's not correct. That these thoughts, they're not me, they're not mine. Rather, they arise from delusion and just from delusion. Because if the heart wasn't deluded, then we wouldn't be having these kinds of thoughts. And so we want to think good things, don't we? We don't want to be thinking in this way. So why is it that the mind carries on thinking like this? It's because it's not within our control. It's because the mind has delusion clinging to it. But if the heart is, has knowledge, then we're able to teach it well. And we can teach it to not think in this way. But because of this delusion that's come up, um, or, so, or rather, we teach it that these thoughts come up because of delusion. So we can tell ourselves these thoughts, they're not me, they're not mine. And in teaching ourselves in this way, this is maga, this is the path. So carry on doing this. Carry on cultivating metta, loving kindness, and having or wishing for oneself to be happy, wishing for oneself to be freed from suffering, to not harm oneself, to not have a will or vengeance towards oneself. So carry on cultivating this metta, carry on chanting, contemplating, and these things will get better and better.
And then when that happens, it's possible that your illness gets better as well. Because if there is this ill will towards one's body, then the elements of the body can be in a state of pain as well. That the water element is pained, the earth element is pained. So you should spread metta towards yourself and uh, do that a lot. <laughs>